I'm Nicole. And I'm Monica. And we're two fangirls who like to talk about media and knit. This is our podcast, While We Were Knitting. This month, we watched Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse, which follows the further adventures of Miles Morales and the rest of the different Spider-Men from across the multiverse. Miles makes a new foe and also learns more about what it means to be Spider-Man. So I had some struggles this month because it's a new movie, <laughs> so it was uh, out in theaters. But initially, I tried to watch On the Fence, or typed a knit On the Fence by Anna Lang. And then the second time, because um, I went to see it twice this week because I really enjoyed myself, uh, I knit just like a round tube for a cow. Monica, what did you knit? I knit the Musselberg um, hat by Solda Teague, and I had finished all the increases by the time I started it. So it was literally knitting, you know, stockinette in the round yep. over and over and over. It was perfect. <laughs> that would be perfect, and we'll talk about why mine did not work out. But okay. So first question, how did you feel about the first Spider-Man? The first animated Spider-Man. Oh, I loved it. It was okay. it was one of my favorite movies. I'm actually a little surprised I don't own a copy. I thought I did, but I guess I don't. Because I wanted to go watch it before I went mm-hmm. to watch this one. And I was like, oh, I guess I don't own a copy. And I guess last time when I must have been watching it on TV, I must have been watching it on whatever streaming service it was on at that time. Sure. So, yeah, no, I really, I really, really loved it. <laughs> yeah, that is genuinely one of my top movies of that year it came out possibly my top movie i I have yet to watch that first movie and not cry with a scene with uncle aaron where he's like no i i love you enough that even though i want like i don't want to hurt you and i'm just like so i just always sob hysterically and then i sob hysterically when his father's just like miles i just want you to know that like i love you so much and i'm so proud of you like you know, we're having some weird times right now, but, like, I will always be your father. And then I'm just also sitting there, like, crying. And I've seen that movie probably, like, five or six times. And I cry pretty much every time. Yeah, you know what? I think that's I think that's valid. Yeah. It, there, There's something very interesting about the fact that, like, Miles Morales, like, most superheroes have some kind of, like, horrible family situation. Mm-hmm. They, have, they have dead parents. They have dead uncles. Well, I guess he doesn't have a dead <laughs> uncle, but... But, like, they have, like, they typically have terrible family lives, and that's kind of how they end up doing what they do. And Miles isn't like that. Like, Miles has a fantastic family that, like, love him to bits. And they have no, obviously, they have no idea what's going on with him. Mm -hmm. But, but, like, they're super supportive, and they're super sweet. And you just don't see that in a lot of superhero characters, especially not teen superhero characters. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting because I was watching it and I was thinking about some of our discussions about other like teen protagonists that we've mm-hmm. had and how like big feelings. And I'm like, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, Miles doesn't have that same sort of like teenage angst because like the angst that he has is like, I am afraid to tell my parents this like big thing about me that I've been hiding from them for years mm-hmm. and that I don't know if they would be okay with. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's a perfectly, like, I understand why you have angst about that. Like, I yeah, understand yeah. why that's something you're really struggling with. Yeah. And no, like, he's like a super well-adjusted yeah. kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, like, even with with Gwen and with, like, the issues that she has with her father, where it's, like, obviously way more tension in that relationship. 
and he doesn't automatically come to that place of like being okay with her when he finds out what has happened Mm -hmm. like you understand why she has a lot of angst about the situation where her father thinks that she has murdered her best friend yeah I also cried when this movie, I started crying when Peter was like, it's okay. I just, I wanted to be like you. And then he died. I know. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Now I'm crying. And then like the part where she's like, dad, it's me. Like we can, like, you know, it's, I I didn't kill him. Like this is all a mistake. I'm just trying to be like you. And he still goes ahead and is like, I know. Like, well, I'm crying again. (laughs) You're crying again. Twenty minutes into the movie. Yeah. yeah. No, I just had some. I cried a lot, and it's just like such a good portrait of like people who have like realistic and not like super dramatic relationships with their parents, but there's tension and there's difficulty there where they don't feel like their parents can know who they are for very valid reasons you know it's not like you're it's not you're sneaking around with some dude behind the bleachers oh no no you're like off risking your life and your father thinks you're a super villain yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and you know like his parents miles's parents are like really like where are you what is going on with you and like they Mm -hmm. do get like kind of questioning kind of like pushing back and like kind of annoyed with him when they're like this is your valid big like yeah big party for his like promotion to captaincy and yeah. like yeah. this is a meeting with your guidance counselor who is going yeah. to try and help they're like where are you why why did you get a b plus in spanish how dare you <laughs> i mean that is pretty fu- that that is valid pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's not like oh they were like perfect at all times but it's like the ways yeah. that they're imperfect are like very funny and like very like human and relatable yeah. and, like you're like oh these are like a set of people who are trying their hardest yeah. to like parent yeah. a team yeah and he's acting like the 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 way he's behaving is not going to make any parent go no. oh you know he he's off being spider-man off in the off yeah. in where are they in brooklyn i can't remember yes um, yes no they're they're thinking he's sneaking around with this girl yeah. and like making bad choices and that's a totally reasonable thing for them to think considering how he's behaving mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. no it was it was so good. And I really also liked how they then tied Peter having a baby with Mary Jane Mayday mm-hmm. to like, mm-hmm. he was like, I just wanted, I just thought if she turned out half as cool as you, it would be worth it. And I'm I like, know. I'm crying again. Yeah, that, I mean, that was super sweet. I was, I was like, wait, why is there a baby? Why is there a baby? Oh, okay. I guess there's a baby. <laughs> no, I thought I enjoyed baby because of like, Tiny Chaos Baby was yes. very fun. Tiny Chaos Baby was very, very entertaining. <laughs> it was so funny. And yeah, I mean, I think they just like nailed it in giving you something that's like similar and has a lot of the same spirit as the first movie, but is like still different and growing and exciting. They definitely took that intervening period and made it like made it significant. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you didn't jump from right from the end of the last movie to the beginning of this one. No, there mm-hmm. was time in the middle of there, and that time was important. Yeah, you know. But yeah, so I I normally find teenager movies, as as you know, mm-hmm. fairly annoying. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I wasn't annoyed. Like I wasn't annoyed with him because you could see where he was going, and it was all kind of coming from a good place. Yeah. Now the. 
the 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 never-ending stream of banter getting him into trouble I was like yeah that's me he's definitely a Spider-Man yeah well it's so funny I loved when they were setting up that first fight with the spot and they're like Mm -hmm. doing a little banter and he's like are you texting during our fight are you not paying attention to me and then we meet all the other Spider-Man who are like all quippy and like doing a little banter and I was like that's very fun and then there was that one spider woman in her um like bionic wheelchair yeah, yeah, like, during yeah. it was like miles do you think that spider-man use uh humor as a crutch and that was really i fun. actually i also love that like like spot is a stupid villain it's yeah. like a yeah. he's he, like you can totally see why miles called him the villain of the week totally <laughs> did not expect him to actually end up like a significant problem like a breaking the universe's significant problem all because he wanted to be an arch villain like he wanted no he wanted to be what is he wanted to be he wanted to be his nemesis he wanted to be a nemesis like and yet it I really thought that it was just going to be one of those yeah this is his thing that he's Mm -hmm. doing in the beginning of this movie we're never going to see this dude again yeah that's not what happened (laughs) that was a surprise because like he's he's set up to be very silly when he's yeah. robbing the bodega at the beginning yeah. like oh yeah. this is his first robbery and he's right. like please don't make this a bad experience for me right but like right. ultimately <laughs> he's like i want to take from spider-man what he took from me or what right. you know the spot sees the spider-man having taken mm-hmm. from him and it's like mm, yeah, not really logic, not yeah it's like uh, not 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 really buying your justification here but getting that you're mad <laughs> yes like it doesn't like fully connect but you're like i can see why somebody who's not doing well would latch onto this as mm-hmm. something that they feel like they can have power over. yeah yeah and then he just keeps building and building and you're like oh and it's i think really interesting because a lot of the times in movies and just in literature like what ends up being important is foreshadowed from the very beginning you know Mm -hmm. when something's going to be important but like in real life a lot of the times the things that mess up or the things that like really become big issues Mm -hmm. don't start off as being something that you necessarily will flag right away as a big issue like like his fight with spot where he's like no i've got other stuff going on i need to be in this like meeting with my dad and my mom and the Mm -hmm. Mm guidance so i really like that yeah yeah and how how torn Gwen was about you know not just her family but like really wanting to see Miles but also the sort of push and pull of the will they will they won't they will they Mm -hmm. no they won't okay but it's really well done like it's not it's not tortured the way it's done Because, like, you're, like, watching her look through the sketchbook of, like, mm-hmm. 20 pictures of her. And she's, like, like oh, oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm, like, oh, no. That's very embarrassing for you, Miles. Yeah. But, like, and then eventually she's, like, no, I've watched Gwen Stacy fall in love with Spider-Man. And it doesn't end well. Yeah. And she's like, right. 100%. She's yeah. all, she is right. Yeah. And it's very interesting how this movie, like, plays with the idea of spider-man as a comic book even more than the first one does because the first one was like very self-aware with its animation Mm -hmm. and how that they did all of that but like in this one they're like we're going to play with the animation stuff we're going to put panels 
on mm -hmm. the screen. We are going to do the visuals just like even between Gwen's universe and Miles's. I was like, oh, I can immediately tell exactly yeah. where I am. And yeah. it also has the idea of that spider verse where they talk about like the canon and like yeah. what links together all the Spider-Men. Lego Spider-Men. <laughs> Sorry. I had, they were just so creative with the different spider worlds. They really were like mm -hmm. just stylistically, like you mentioned. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Continue. Yeah, no, it was great. Like everything was great. They like cut in the Spider-Man from the other, like the live action. Mm -hmm. They're like, wow, they are really playing with the idea of this being a comic book, a long running mm -hmm. comic book with many mm -hmm. different iterations. Mm -hmm. It was so cool to me. I was like, because sometimes when it gets like really metatextual like that, I'm just like, this is like silly or like too much. But I'm like, it never got to feel like it was too much. Yeah, yeah. It was just entertaining enough that you never got tired of it. Yep. I think if there was one thing that I was going to knit based on the movie, I think I would have to knit Mayday's little spider like bonnet. Oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I can see that. Yeah. I'm, I think I, I can. I swear I've seen a pattern very similar. Probably. I mean, I actually have in my bundle of like mitten patterns for the mitten drive, like a Spider-Man mitten pattern. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, maybe I'll knit that for this movie. And then I saw Mayday and her little like spider bonnet. I was like, no, that's what you must knit. You must knit this spider bonnet. I was thinking about a pattern I already have in my library. It's, I'm not sure why, but the the digital version has been discontinued, but like I still have it. Sure. Um, and it's called Arachne. And it is, it's it's a very simple, like, you know, pullover? raglan, raglan pullover. But yeah, it's just a, a very like elegant mm -hmm. um, spider web pattern yep. around the neck. But I think that I would do it in like crazy colors. Mm. Yeah, to really echo like the different, the different worlds. Exactly. Yep. Sort of the sort of the the comic the comic impression of it. Yeah. 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 Like whenever Hobby Brown was on the screen, it was like, wow, this is very cool. Like the animation yeah. they're doing for this character is very cool. Yeah. Oh my god, it was crazy. You're like, <laughs> who, like whose mind came up with this and. Like how, anyway, I, I don't know how animation works anymore. How, how much of it is computer and how much of it isn't, but like, wow. Seeing him and seeing uh, Mumbatan, Mumbatan, mm -hmm. I'm not pronouncing it right, but whatever, you know, the yes. Mumbai-Manhattan uh, combo. <laughs> was oh my like, God. <laughs> I loved it. And like the Spider-Man there who was mm -hmm. a Pavita. Yes, right, because he's a, he's a, has to be a Peter Parker. Yeah, <laughs> oh my I god! I said his name, and I was like, I see what you did there. Yes, I yep. see it, and I respect it. But like yep. everything that he did was like, I was like, this child is a delight. Like he was like, yes, here's the traffic, and here's more traffic, and also when you say chai chai, it's just like saying tea tea. <laughs> and he's oh like, here's god. where the British stole all our stuff. <laughs> this is. This is just very good and he's like yeah my hair's just like naturally like this I just have prayer and a little bit of coconut oil and good genetics and I was like <laughs> I think he's great he's wonderful like I I really loved all the different like spider people mm -hmm. and they could have gotten annoying it could have yeah. gotten annoying real quickly because the like banter patter etc can get real tiresome mm -hmm. but they didn't they were all like just on that border of like you're a little annoying, but you're so charming that it's okay. <laughs> yeah. 
no, when Javi Brown was like, I don't believe in humor, I was like sitting there, I was like, this is a terrible boy. I'm like, I love everything that he is and chooses to be in his way. So he's yeah. like, I don't believe in consistency. I know. He's, he's, he, 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 yes, he, yes. <laughs> and then we have Miguel, who's like the one Spider-Man who doesn't make jokes. No, I know that, like, there's some damage going on there. <laughs> well, I think it was helpful to have seen, like, what happened in um, Mumbatan with the spot when Miles saved the police inspector. Yeah. So that when um, Miguel says, yeah, it destroyed that entire universe. You're like, oh, I believe you. This isn't something that you're, you know, doing to manipulate people or that you're doing like because you think it's happening but it's not true he's like no we've seen it it makes sense that you make the choice to say between one person and the universe we've chosen to sacrifice the one person so. and you can also see why miles would not be okay with it okay. why a lot of them would not be okay with it like it's clear that many of them have sort of bought into the mission which <laughs> Definitely 100% makes sense, when, especially when you're someone like Miguel, who's seen the consequences. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Miles is never going to buy into that. No. no. He, he's this kid from Brooklyn who, you know, is living this semi-charmed life <laughs> and has had bad things happen to him, but for the most part is like a super happy and like well-adjusted kid. He's never going to be like, oh yes, I'm going to see something horrible happen. And I'm just going to let it happen when yeah. there's something I know I can do to stop it. No, it's not going to happen. And no. the whole idea of, you know, we're supposed to be the heroes. We're supposed mm-hmm. to be the good guys. And you're like, ooh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I see your point, kid. <laughs> I see your point. Yeah. It was really funny because after we watched the first movie, um, Miguel appears in the, like, little post-credit scene. And I saw him. I'm like, that man has a skull on his uniform he's a bad guy i'm like Um, anyway i had like a discussion with like my friends were like i think he's a bad guy i think that's actually a butterfly i was like no it's a skull and he's a bad guy i know i have i have basic media literacy and i know about skulls you are both correct (laughs) but like he's a very he's a very understandable bad guy and i think that is very helpful to like putting together the idea that like the you know, different spider teams could be in conflict with each side both fundamentally believing that what they're doing is the right thing. And they're not they're not wrong. I mean, that's the thing, right? They they both have the they both have the right idea and they're both doing it for the right reasons. But what they want to do with those reasons are diametrically opposed. Yeah. And I just I really enjoyed it. And I was like, yeah, I cannot wait. To see the next one i like just had such a blast watching this movie and like i clocked when spider bite was like doing the typing the avatar when she was typing on all the computers i was like oh earth 42 he is not going back to his universe I oh clocked. i didn't i did not clock that i did not clock that at all i was there gasping when he like came out oh. to his mom and yeah, no, I, when, when like, Uncle, er, yeah, I was like, mm, no, did not see any of that coming at all. Super shock. <laughs> no, I did. I did clock that the first time around. I don't know how or why, because that's normally the type of detail that normally I would lie. But like, I was like, oh, no, he's going, he's going back to someplace different. 
And then when you saw his mother, I was like, she looks subtly different. Like, if you were, like, describe to me the difference between the animation style in Miles' own universe versus the animation style in Earth 42, I'd be like, oh, I, I have no idea. I can't articulate that the way that I can say, like, Miles has a more realistic style than Gwen's universe, which has a lot of, like, washes and paints mm-hmm. and very impressionistic backgrounds and the color changes when, like, her mood changes, like, when her father is like, I've quit being a police officer, I am not going to arrest you. Like the entire <laughs> color scheme changes in a way that like would not feel as natural in Miles's world. No. But you're yeah. like, oh, it makes perfect sense in Gwen's world where everything is like, you know, soft brush strokes and vibes. But like, I couldn't tell you or 32 versus Miles's own universe. I'm like, something about it is different. What? Don't know. But something about it is different. Now I'm gonna have to watch it again. <laughs> I saw it twice. Oh horrors. Horrors. Oh, no. oh no. And one of the interesting things is that both Uncle Aaron, who is Mahershali in the first movie, and obviously in Aaron's uh, in Miles's home universe, and his mother have the same voice actors, but Miles of Earth 42 has a different voice actor. Oh. Which huh. I did not know until I was looking at the credits. But when I was huh. like looking at the credits, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because the divergent point for these two universes is when the spider went from their universe to Miles' universe yeah. a year and a half ago and, and bit the Miles we know. Yeah. And at that point, Miles was still a teenager. His path was still right. in front of him. Right. Whereas his mother and Uncle Aaron are like adults and like, yeah, yeah they're different in this universe than they are in, in Miles' universe, but they're not so different. Like, you know? Well, in three years, wouldn't have made that much of a difference in, like, an adult's body language or an adult's, like, voice. Whereas for a teen growing up, it makes a big difference. Yeah. I also thought it was a nice echo to have Miles of that universe become the Prowler Mm -hmm. and to have Peter of Gwen's universe become, I'm sure there's a name, Giant Lizard Man. Like, but (laughs) have that echo of, like, Spider-Man is a choice. And both of these people could have made different choices. Mm, I like that. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I thought that was really, really helpful to be like, no, it's not that Miles is uniquely bad. Like Peter could have been a super villain as well. You know, it's funny, uh, you know, I, we were, I was warned that it was going to be a cliffhanger. I was enjoying the movie so much, I completely forgot that. (laughs) I'm sitting there like completely engrossed and like the team comes out, you know, like the gathered like spider people who have like banded together. And I was like, that was the moment I was like, oh, wait, this movie's about to end. (laughs) This is like three seconds before credits. And I knew it was a cliffhanger. And yet I was so engrossed. (laughs) It completely slipped my mind. (laughs) Oh, fun fact. Penny Parker, the the robot. The center center world, right? Yeah. I was like, oh my God, continuity. We're just like hopping world's world. It's actually really funny because I was also thinking about this this morning when I was putting together, like, you know, the stuff. I was like, it's very funny because in a lot of ways, this changes of animation style reminds me a lot of um, Madoka. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I think this uses it in a way that I find less jarring. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, my God. It was, like, such a good movie. 
I loved it so much. <laughs> I like it wasn't explicitly like this is what it's like to be a trans teen. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a protect trans kids poster in Gwen's bedroom that I only caught the second time through, and I was like, oh, that's good. I do. Yeah, we should. But like, it did kind of feel in the way that a lot of super horror, superhero stories feel like kind of an, an alley, like you said, for coming out of the closet and for being like, I need to tell my parents this like scary secret thing about myself. And when I tell them, I'm worried they won't love me the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly how Miles, like, that's how exactly how Miles envisions yeah. it. Like to yeah. the letter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then he tells his mother and she's not his she's mother. like whatevs. Yeah, I know. She's like, who is this? Comic cons? Right. Well, exactly. I was like, is it? Because I I did not mm-hmm. I did not clog to the fact that it was not his mother. I did not clog to that like until Uncle Aaron popped up. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, I I was very engrossed. I like yeah. Their their mm-hmm. suspension of disbelief was total. Yeah. Um, but in my head, I was like, it's actually theoretically possible that his mom like is not aware of this like neighborhood hero running around in the like in his and then I was like wait but no that doesn't make much sense because his dad's a cop and that's weird but okay but yeah I totally bought it that she was like oh okay whatever yeah I don't know who that is (laughs) (laughs) no that I was like okay that's that's a payoff that's a payoff from noticing the earth 42 yeah Okay, Spider-Man does, I didn't realize that Spider-Man doesn't exist, period, in this universe. Although, like, once I was like, oh, right, yeah, they said that, Miguel said that Miles is the original anomaly because the the spider was supposed to stay in that universe. Yeah. So, that makes sense. Can we also just take a second to talk about what a takedown the guidance officer, like, situation was? (laughs) but she's like you're a struggling immigrant family and as well like i'm from puerto rico which is from here and his mother's like we own a brownstone in brooklyn so i think we're doing okay i was was like oh i was flinching so hard so hard (laughs) (laughs) but yeah because yeah they're you know you can see how someone would want to market them that way but Mm -hmm. that's not how they're that's not no. how they are like that's not how they live <laughs> like no. yeah that's a family who again owns a like a brownstone brooklyn is doing pretty good for yeah. themselves one yeah. of them is a yeah. nurse and one of them is a police officer and yeah. they have decent jobs and yeah. kid goes to private school <laughs> he goes to private school in new york city which is expensive as all get out yeah, yeah. <laughs> the part where um, Miles's dad is like, "I'm on the PTA, man. Do you know what he only left for? Is I'm gonna have to break for this?" When the spot is like fighting with Miles through the school, he's like, "My yeah. kid goes here," and you're yeah. like, "Oh my god, that was very funny." One of the things I feel like Marvel movies in general do a lot better than D- than the vast majority of DC movies is they hit the right notes as far as the balance of like seriousness and philosophy and humor. Mm-hmm they make really sure that even like the dark moments don't drag the entire story so far down it can't get back up yeah and the banter did a lot of that in this one the banter miles being like a complete dork like i i mean i love him i love him he's so he's crazy but i do love him you know it could have been a very dark movie I mean, like the whole idea of these worlds will be eradicated if you don't let 
these people, these beloved people will just die. Like mm-hmm. that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> there could be a lot of angst involved in that. And there was, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it didn't bog the story down. Yeah. And I think part of it is that the humor and part of it is that Miles is just such a hopeful character. Mm-hmm. Even in the first movie where he's like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can be Spider-Man. He's like, no, my parents believe in me. I can do this. Like mm-hmm. the part where his mom is telling him about how she's like, I had this little boy and I loved him so much. And I was like, again, sobbing hysterically as she's <laughs> like, I'm worried that people won't look after him in the way that like I looked after and loved him. And I need you to be careful. And I like, you can't let anybody tell you you don't belong. And I'm just like full on sobbing in the movie theater at this point. And like it becomes important later in the movie because mm-hmm. Miguel is like, you don't belong. You're not part of this. And he's like, no, I am important. I do matter. I belong here. I belong not only at the college that I want to go to, I belong in this big Spider-Man society. Mm-hmm. And it's really, I think, a nice echo. Because the first movie was like very much about his father in a lot of ways and his relationship with his father. And this movie is very much about his mother and his relationship with his mother. Yeah. Yeah. It was a it was a great watch. And I'm sad we have to wait so long for the sequel. <laughs> oh my god. I'll probably watch it like four or five more times. But yeah, no, I am like calling the walls to be like, when is the next one coming out? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's gonna be a couple of years. It's gonna suck. But <sighs> we will we we will persevere. <laughs> we will make it through. So with your muscle bear hat. Was that a good combo with this movie? As far as the stockingette goes, yes. Mm-hmm. I have no idea when I lost my beginning of the round stitch marker, but at some <laughs> point I did. And towards the end of the movie, I'm like, I have no idea when the last time was I felt myself knit past it. So I don't know where it is. And I looked down and I was like, ah, oh, that's because it's not there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to have to figure that out when it comes time to do the TTSs. <laughs> so it was a great combination other than the fact I got so involved in the movie that I, even the most basic of knitting yeah so I also was like we had had a discussion because this is you know I think our first movie theater proper movie theater mm-hmm. knitting I was like okay the last time I tried to knit in movie theater was for Dune and that was ribbing and that failed so I was like mm-hmm. okay stopping it in the round and the first time I did it, I was doing it on DPNs. And you looked at me kind of strangely when we were at knit night beforehand. Like, do you think that's going to go well for you? And the answer was no. <laughs> and I did it because I dropped a stitch in between the needles oh, like, no! during the last trailer. And I could tell that I had dropped it. And I was like, oh, there's I no coming back from that. Um, <laughs> I was like, I can't pick that up in here. I, that's not going to happen. So I didn't knit at all the first time through, which is honestly part of probably part of the reason that I noticed that it was earth 42 was because mm-hmm. I was just like fixated on the screen mm-hmm. and then the second time I went, I actually went out I bought very small circumference cirques mm-hmm. which I don't like but I was using them they had their purpose and then I left the movie theater and I looked at my knitting and I was like oh I dropped a stitch like oh, no! like 20 rounds back Oh, so, no. I to pull out. so it's a point oh. you're <laughs> that was not a it was not a success <laughs> no no I'm still I'm still refining my movie theater knitting technique mm. I think it was like it did not it did not help that this movie was so enthralling that I'm just like no I must I must knit I must I like my entire attention was like devoted to the movie 
but I will be working on it for next month. Yes. When we are going to see Barbie in movie theaters. Yes. Which <laughs> I am like I was banana pants excited for Spider Man, and like I've watched a bunch of things in the last week that I'm probably going to make you watch most of them at some point or the other. I am bonkers excited for Barbie. Like I can't even I can't even deal with that. Yay! So, <laughs> yeah. so next month we'll be watching Barbie, and we will talk to you all then. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. <laughs>